0: Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. Instead of passing the time to play a little solitaire, we are discussing the 1962 political thriller, The Manchurian Candidate. I'd like to welcome in Jennifer Hill, the kindest, bravest, warmest, most wonderful human being I have ever known in my life. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Someone made you say that, didn't they?
0: <laughs> what were you talking about?
1: How? I, I don't I, know. I don't know.
0: I, I said it, but for some reason, I don't. Really, 100% feel that, but no. Um, so, um, that setup already kind of ruined some things. So, we may go into some spoilery type You've of stuff. You've had
1: 60 years to watch this movie.
0: <laughs> 60 so. years. Yeah. And that's actually one of the reasons I thought it would be a good time to talk about this movie. It, it's celebrating its 60th anniversary. And I love kind of going back to these older films, especially when it's li- dealing with uh, politics and seeing mm-hmm. if it kind of holds up. Uh two, Angela Lansbury sadly just passed away. And I thought it'd be great to honor her by talking about her amazing performance in this film that I think a lot of people don't know about. They usually just associate her with Murder Shiro or Beauty and the Beast as a voice of uh I'm um, the name slipping. Uh Mrs. Potts. Teapot. Mrs. Potts. Yeah. I knew it was a teapot, but it's like it's not Mrs. Teapot. <laughs> <laughs> and um third, uh midterm elections are right around the corner. And right. why not dive into You know deeper into the anxiety that i'm sure people are feeling on both sides of the aisles by talking about a movie dealing with brainwashing and assassinations it's that (laughs) time of the
1: year yeah
0: (laughs) it's that time of the year you know so uh yeah so this movie it's based on a 1959 novel written by richard condon uh the manchurian candidate was released on october 24th 1962 at the height of the U.S.-Soviet hostility during the Cuban Missile Crisis. The plot centers on Korean War veteran Raymond Shaw, who is part of a prominent political family. Shaw is brainwashed by communists after his army platoon is captured. After his, quote, unquote, rescue, he returns to civilian life in the United States, where he becomes an unwitting accomplice in an international communist conspiracy, that's quite a mouthful. It makes a lot more sense <laughs> when you watch the movie, but you
1: just need to watch it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The film stars, Frank Sinatra, Lawrence Harvey and Angela Lansbury with co-stars Janet Lee, Henry Silva and James Gregory. It was nominated for two Academy Awards, best supporting actress for Angela Lansbury, who we've talked about and best editing. It also spawned a 2004 remake starring Denzel Washington, Meryl Streep and Lee Traver and was directed by the late Jonathan Demme. So, uh, I have to know, I, I threw this movie out to you. I, um, we purposely didn't talk much about it through text, but did you know anything about this movie going into it?
1: I really didn't. I no, I really didn't. I knew it was a political movie. Um, and you know, I kind of set myself up where I'm like, okay, we're not going to get partisan here and, uh, watched it and thought, well, we, well, we
0: might. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, Honestly, like I, I can't remember exactly when I saw this. Um, and I don't know what spurred me on to see it, but I was really surprised about it. Like, uh, I would say probably over 20 years, maybe 15 years ago when mm-hmm. I first watched it. And then once again, I was uh, just a little surprised by how well I think it. I, It does feel dated in some ways in the way that the movie is executed. Mm -hmm. But I think about uh, especially the areas that it's dealing with, I think are surprising, maybe not surprisingly, still relevant today.
1: They are. They are. And you know, it's funny. You see how many pieces do you see that involve McCarthyism that we say, oh, and it's just like today. I mean, I think anytime you're talking about, If I'm teaching the crucible, then I'm talking about the past and the present and, you know, two levels of past. And yeah, it's just a. Yeah, it's a timely topic.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know if this is a sad thing or kind of a good thing, but sometimes I think it's uh, good to look at uh, films that are talking about these things because it's almost a little comforting to go like, okay, things weren't all rosy. Uh, back then. I mean, you know, right. it's always, you know, the political phrase, you know, make America great again, that's always thrown out there. I mean, we, we've always been in a disarray of fear and yes. the decisions we make when we go to the polls. And that's, I mean, I don't think that's even being political. That's just been strategy for forever. And I Absolutely. think that <laughs> I think this movie really hits on that. And like I said, I don't know if it's comforting to go that to know that we haven't changed much, but it's also to be, sometimes you're like, Hey, this, you know, this has been going on for a long time. And I think a lot of people, regardless of um, you know, especially um, McCarthyism that you mentioned and uh, you know, the red scare, so to speak, a lot of it has been associated with Hollywood. Um, I think maybe that's why this movie probably got a lot of attention when it did also, because, you know, here's um, (laughs) talking about something that really, you know, hit their industry the hardest, uh, when so many filmmakers were, you know, uh, being called out for, uh, being communists. but, um, it also, it's a little on the nose of like how, uh, ignorant the, um, uh, I, what the Senator's name. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Um, I mean, Isley, Isley when he can't, he can't even come up with that exact number of uh, how many right. communists he's calling out. Fifty-seven. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Cause these days that would be a little bit more, um, um reeled in so to speak mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah tell, tell me i mean just how how did you feel about this movie
1: you know overall i was i was surprised how much i enjoyed it um you know you asked me to watch it and i thought okay okay i'm gonna <laughs> take this in i'm gonna try to get everybody to i didn't really need to take notes while i watched it or anything like that it's just enjoyable yeah it's
0: a i mean as uh uh, I'm uh, as much as uh, it stirs up <laughs> feelings of uh, <laughs> fear and those type of things. It, it's a it works very effectively in a thriller type esque type of movie. It um, does. And the one thing I always remembered from it that played out again to me this uh, the very beginning scenes where we're seeing them but essentially how they were brainwashed, but when it uh, crosscuts between the garden party that they're seeing in their brains. And I, as far as filmmaking wise go, I always thought that was a very oh, effective genius. scene. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and I think it, I think it almost intentionally puts you on edge like that. Um, I mean, that's what I, you know, just when you generally said, Hey, talk about the film. That's what I thought about is that it really, takes the audience on a version of that journey um, that the men were feeling, you know, that, Oh, what is this? And what is this? And this person is wait is okay. I hear this command. It's discombobulating.
0: Yeah. Um, I I, I was doing a, a, I tried to do some research with this, but I didn't quite get to this part of it and you may or may not know, but was brainwashing a
1: tech, you know, a technique that people were afraid of back then. I wonder if they were even aware of it. By the way, I've done no research as well, but I wonder, you know, because the first I ever heard of things were, you know, prisoners of war that came back the era I would have heard would have been Vietnam. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you well, don't even, expect to be captured.
0: No. And in the movie, uh, even the captors kind of explain basically to the movie audience, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brainwashing, brainwashing, is this, you know, so yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, which this movie kind of has a lot of that. But um, yeah, yeah, I remember initially being pretty surprised by also the brutality of this movie. Yes. So it's it's still, you know, made in the early 60s. So there's um maybe quite not as much bloodshed as you would see these days, but still even seeing it before. It had been a while, so I forgot the certain kills that do happen, but yeah. c- certainly in that garden party scene where oh. uh, he kills his own, you know, his, yeah. h- his friend, it's, it's pretty shocking <laughs> in the it moment.
1: Is. And I was thinking, you know, you talk about um, I, I always, when I talk with my students and when we read old books and watch old movies, I talk about that. You can't look at this with 2022 eyes um i think the violence it's a case where i'm glad it's not 2022 eyes because Mm, yeah it would have been so much more graphic and so much more in your face and this is violent and it's shocking but it doesn't scare the audience off i'm not a person who'll really watch a violent movie but i stayed watching
0: yeah yeah um yeah they and especially the moment, the one that I definitely, I had kind of forgotten about. Uh, it didn't surprise me so much when he, uh, kills his, uh, like how long was his, his father-in-law Senator Jordan? Um, was it even a day oh, yet?
1: I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he told him, yeah, he told him that they were married. He walked in the house and it was Yeah, 10 and minutes, so, five minutes.
0: <laughs> and, uh, so th- that one didn't, uh, like that one didn't surprise me as much, but when he just yeah. turns around and kills uh, Jocelyn, his <laughs> new wife, I mean, that was in the moment where, like, I I almost flashed back to start thinking about what audiences would have thought back then, because yes. it's shocking now to see, but I was like, Oh my gosh, this film goes there to where he even uh kills his, not just kills his own wife, but like on screen. Sometimes a lot of these type of things would happen office off, of, off right. screen. So, yeah,
1: it yes.
0: Was there anything else that you thought really st- stood out, and as far as it being relevant to today's times?
1: Well, I mean, with the brainwashing, with the feeling of not knowing if something's real, you know, it kind of took me to. I guess this isn't current now, but it's that that 2016 feeling of alternative facts and. And fake news and kind of not understanding politically which way is up. You know, the fact that two people can see very different realities. Um, I I got that from the, we talked, my husband and I talked about it kind of like it's, it was a three act. Like you had the first act that was all prologue and -hmm. they're captured and act two is brainwashing. And that's the part where you don't know which way is up. Um, And then the second act or third, the resolution, um, where we start to see what actually is happening and did happen to Shaw and we uh, see what the game of solitaire does to him and those kinds of things. Um, It's certainly not comforting, but at least we can understand it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seemingly, uh, I guess in the early 60s, too, everybody just had a, a deck of cards on hand.
1: I mean, if you don't have an iPhone, what are you
0: going to do? <laughs> when he goes in the bar. You're right. <laughs> he asks for a deck of cards. I didn't uh, think of it uh, that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I think this maybe also, and this is kind of always the thing uh, that I, I think about with politics is, you know, uh, w- the people that are out there at the forefront on all the billboards and stuff, I mean, they're the they're the face, but this remind me that there's so many people, it's the people behind the politicians that are the mm-hmm. most dangerous. Um, yes. And so in this case, it would be Angela Lansbury. So uh, did that, uh, th- how was your
1: experience seeing her in this role? Oh, she was one of my favorite things about the movie. I mean, she was, you know, the range of what she did um, from kind of matronly to really oddly seductive for a minute to cold-blooded. Um, I mean, it was, it was stunning. And I read, uh, you know, she was only three <laughs> years older than the man who played her son at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Cause I like watching, I like figuring out those things as we age, you know, you go, how old was she playing that person? And yeah. I looked it up. She wasn't 40 in that role. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe uh, the black and white, white cinematography helps out with that a little bit with these type of movies. But yeah, if you don't know that going in, you don't really give it a second thought. And so, right. which is.
1: Well, and this is something else when you talk about the black and white cinematography, this may be going too deep, but In that early part of the movie, I kept noticing, like, everyone's skin is so smooth. And I thought, (laughs) oh, maybe that's just the way the film's created. But did you notice at the end, when they closed in on the men particularly, Hmm. sweat and stubble? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. As it built up. And so I just kind of, you know, you knew that was on purpose.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's so clear that you kind of need to see that as far as, like, you know, the stubble that you mentioned is mm-hmm. the deer, you know, it's a symbol of the um you know their minds, you know, yeah. <laughs> basically unravelling. going unraveling for sure. So yeah. um yeah. Um uh also I, I don't know if for I'm not necessarily a huge uh Frank Snatcher. Sure fan uh you know i'm familiar with his popular songs because they are so popular and so right. and i know he did some you know he did some movies in his time but um honestly this is probably the only movie that i've seen him in uh what did you think about his performance in this
1: i thought he was i didn't think it was particularly stunning but i didn't think it right. was particularly bad Right.
0: Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. As I I
1: read up and thought about it, it it looked like, I don't know if you saw this, that this was kind of a project that he shot. Yeah. That this was his baby.
0: Yeah. And so of course
1: he'd give himself a good role.
0: Right. 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 He also got a good paycheck too. From the, uh, he he got paid uh, quite a bit more than the other (laughs) actors in this movie, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's like, you can totally see how, you know, he's the one that gets the people to come see the movie. Uh Uh, But he's, he's not bad at all. You know, not the, not the standout, but uh, you definitely can see, you know, it, this is something that's been in the Hollywood system the whole time. It's like, right. you know, because yeah. what's
1: the equivalent? Could you imagine today if, you know, Josh Groban shopped a political thriller <laughs> to try to get it
0: made? Well, I mean, this may be too big of a leap, but I mean, it has to be sort of almost like Harry Styles ask, you know. That's yes. What, okay. That, that makes that's sense. Why, yeah. That's what. Don't Worry, uh, Don't Worry, Darling was hoping to get, uh, you know, from I him. Promise. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, his performance good, and I I know Janet Lee uh, mm-hmm. from Psycho because that's right. that's an all time favorite movie as mine, and so her character is the probably the character uh, that I think gets the most disservice. Um, mm-hmm. the, you know, I mean, this you can find this in a lot of older movies, but I mean, the two really sure hit it off quite. You know, for just meeting on a train like they do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I almost wondered if it was part of. Well, in fact, I absolutely wondered if it was part of that brainwashing off kilter feeling because didn't they have the discussion on the train when they met. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And she yeah. said
1: something like, yes, I was one of the uh, workmen who laid the tracks and or something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I It was one like even even watching the second time, I had kind of forgot about her role in it. Mm-hmm. And when it was done, I was thinking back, back by going like, why was she even in this movie? And then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, I, I bet you it's I, I I do think it's intentional that her presence there is um basically I, she I think she had to be a spy of some sort. But mm-hmm. I, I even like the movie more for not going into that. I don't know if I, I'm giving it more credit uh, than it deserves.
1: It's certainly just a mystery that we want the solution. I mean, you're right. It would take a long time. It would be a a rabbit to chase, to get the solution. Um, But you are left wondering because she can't be real because she says this crazy thing and, you know, it's unrealistic at the same time. She doesn't do much.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. She, it's almost like they, I, I can't decide if that was really part of the bigger picture or if they just really needed somebody to play off, Frank Sinatra and for him to yeah. have a leading lady to basically say, Hey, I'm Frank Sinatra. I can
1: <laughs> I got a lady.
0: I got a lady. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I couldn't even do a Frank Sinatra impression. I don't know that, I that was. To... <laughs> I could I
1: don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you feel it? Did you feel it come through?
1: <laughs> it, was, it was Joe Piscopo esque. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um I, I I wanna go back to uh the brutality of this movie, not just in the violent acts, but I I always like uh, movies that are w- willing to go in dark, deep places, but not necessarily um, be like super seedy. But I like the little um, the little seeds it plants throughout. And one of them has to be when uh, Angela Lansbury, the mom, kisses her son on uh, the lips. What did you yeah. think about that moment?
1: It was I mean, it was completely creepy at the same time. In my head, I was comparing her to Lady Macbeth, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, that she's pulling the strings. And that's certainly a part of that character is this layer of seduction. And so while it was super creepy, it didn't as much surprise me. Right. That makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's why I say about that moment. I love i hate to say that i love to see that um, i'd love to basically. see a little
1: light in yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i was about to say, but i liked how they quickly cut away from it and mm-hmm. in a sense of you know it almost is, you, i mean it just hits you and i love how it just keeps moving the story forward And yeah. that's one thing uh I, I appreciate in all movies but this one for sure that even maybe if you're not like 100 into it you i don't think you can fault it for like it steps on the pedal and it just goes it
1: does. and
0: yeah and so um the total run oh, what was it it was a, about two hours it was it's about not,
1: two hours yeah yeah
0: not super long but no. i mean it's uh yeah i thought it, it was kind of at the right length and if people haven't been you know spoiled already by the incest uh scene but <laughs> um the the final scene that was when i always remembered Oh, uh, like, especially, you know, this movie was nominated uh, for best editing. And, yeah. uh, you know, you definitely can see that at the end of this. Now, I will say, seeing it the second time, you know, I, that was one scene for sure. I, I knew what was going to happen. Sure. But oh, what was your experience? watching? Oh, I that gasped.
1: I mean, it was. OK, we're just going to say it, right? We're just going to say exactly what happens. Yeah. Um. You know, we think that Shaw is going to shoot uh, the presidential nominee Mm -hmm. because Senator Isley's been nominated for vice president. He's the running mate. So I guess he would automatically uh, and Shaw turns his gun, shoots Senator Isley. And then the shocker for me was when he shot his mother. Uh That was where I gasped. I kind of, I hate to say that I cheered when he shot Isley, but I kind of felt like oh it's gonna be okay oh no well okay <laughs> yeah harder. um but it was the sense of they didn't win they haven't taken your mind mm-hmm. um you know this this will resolve you will you know you will come back yeah i'll come back in some way
0: yeah for sure and uh i i love how it plays with the uh, national anthem when it's mm-hmm. played it, during that both in the moment of the sense that it makes uh the sinatra character have to like stop what he's doing yes. but also but also playing with the themes of america and how he treat our own country and the reverence toward it. Mm-hmm. I just, I loved how I played with it there. And it was fun to, I, I read, they filmed most of that scene in an empty Madison square garden. So I thought that was really, uh, really neat to kind of think about because yeah, I, I, I imagine if they tried to do something like that now, it'd be impossible to get that space. <laughs> but, right. Right. Yeah. And I,
1: that sense of, you know, Sinatra running, 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 is he going to make it? I mean, it, it was really it was beautifully done
0: yeah very much so i did laugh though watching the second time just i mean of course they had to show his uh initial target in the scope but i was kind of like if he was gonna take out uh his mom and uh stepdad like <laughs> like would he like he made that decision i don't know it seems like he had that decision in his mind the whole time uh mm-hmm. you know but like if he did would he really like waited that long to turn his scope (laughs) but uh right but but maybe i I, you know maybe he did i I, well and the
1: suspense for us right was that uh when um marco shaw uh sinatra yeah left him we weren't sure he gave him the whole deck with the with nothing but the queen of diamonds and we just didn't know if he knew reality we didn't know if he would um I mean, you're right. What did he really know? We'll never know.
0: Right. Right. Um, have you uh, have you ever seen have you seen the
1: 2004 version? No, I didn't. I want to go back and watch it now. Um, but here's something to talk about, too. And I I'm going to have to rewatch this. Um, I heard that uh, Zoolander kind of calls back to the Manchurian candidate. Oh, they do play with that. I know I'm going to, I'm going to have to go back to it, but.
0: Oh, I love Zoolander. So I'm trying to think why that's the case. I I don't know. I read
1: it someplace. I read it on the internet. It's true. Oh,
0: maybe. (laughs) Well, I think, yeah, there's definitely a brainwashing element to that, you Mm -hmm. know? Uh, Yeah. And I, I sadly always think the bad thing, you know, a, a lot with my generation, I think, we associate brainwashing to the saved by the bell episode where Zach tries to brainwash, you know, everybody to (laughs) making good crates. So, but that's not, you know, this was obviously filmed before that. So you can't, you can't, you can't can't hold that against this movie, but yeah, it really made me want to watch. uh, I, I feel like I did see the new version for whatever reason. I can't remember anything about it. And I bet a lot of people would be surprised to, know that Denzel and Meryl Streep and Leave Kel- camel- Shriver have all been in this movie together. Right. Um and so yeah I I am interested in uh re-watching it for sure to see kind of how they updated this tale.
1: Yeah. Uh you know moving it to the Gulf War and that kind of thing. And it's funny because you know you think remake and you think oh it's gonna be modern and then I realize oh the remake is 20 years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. So really <laughs> but it would it would be very interesting Um, yeah
0: is there anything that you kind of disliked about this movie or
1: it's kind of like you know we talked about this idea that i can't really watch it with 2022 eyes but i do um you're right the only thing that we didn't bring up um the character of chun jin yes uh i think today they would use an actual asian actor And it felt a little odd because I was trying to place him thinking, okay, if he was part, you know, is he an American in costume or it was confusing to me that they did not use an actual um, Asian actor.
0: Right, right. And I I think especially uh, with um, the actor who plays Dr. Yin Lo, who seems to be the you know, basically head of this operation of how to, how to brain And he clearly is of Asian descent and it does, you, you almost kind of like what (laughs) it it worked when that was the case, you know, to actually have people who represent their race and culture, you know? So, but I mean, once again, I I know a different time, but it does, it does, it does throw you off for sure.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, that was a little, um, a little disconcerting, but it didn't ruin the movie for me. It just right. stuck out.
0: Right. And also it, it doesn't necessarily help when uh <laughs> Chun Jin has the fight with uh Major Marco oh in the hotel and it incorporates a lot of kung fu into yeah. it.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that doesn't look like a reach at all, does it? <laughs> no.
0: Oh uh, um th- there's a uh I want to say it's yeah, it's this movie. There's uh this early movie from the 80s called oh, Top, Top Secret. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that movie before? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I've seen it.
0: Yeah. But it makes fun of the Western bar fights that seem to go on forever mm-hmm. uh, in that movie. And <laughs> that hotel fight scene is certainly like one, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> it just seems to go on and on and on. It's like, yeah, I think I might I think I might could get a snack and come back and they might still be fighting. I don't you know. really could. So, yeah, <laughs> you really could. Movie musings. Have you ever woken up sweating from a nightmare? Yes, you have.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> the, the the amount of perspiration that these guys <laughs> wake up to, uh, it's it's quite quite stunning. But
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've woken up with that level of sweat. Uh, next time it happens, I'll gauge it. Oh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I've definitely had, you know a time where you get sick and you kind of have that like night sweat, like in the middle of the night or whatever yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I, I'm fortunate enough that um, uh, nightmares and dreams don't overly affect me too much. I I, right. I usually can snap into reality pretty fast, but I mean, I never had one so intense that it made me like have to change the su- sheets after all Oh no, no. no,
1: nothing like that, but just a, <laughs> I'm going to get up and prove to myself that I live in my world and you know,
0: yeah three yeah.
1: things you know that kind of thing
0: yeah so have you have you ever attended a garden club
1: you know i haven't and uh, <laughs> this film did not make me want to i will say i had a hydrangea uh this spring that i believe is is deceased and i don't know that i want to try to bring her back after <laughs> i saw the hydrangea club
0: yeah have you have you are you into gardening at all, or anything I, I'm now?
1: not. I should no. be. I mean, it's a middle-aged lady thing that people should do, but I'm just, I'm not. You, I like you, the look of plants.
0: Yeah, I, I know it skewers towards like an older age, but honestly, like especially when we do yard work, all the like bending over you have to do and all that—it really yeah. seems like almost the worst thing that you can do for yourself.
1: <laughs> right, right, but it is like as you age, you're supposed to garden. Maybe it keeps you limber. Maybe that's the secret.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the key is high, high garden beds, you know, Um,
1: those hanging (laughs) plants.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we talked about a little bit, but obviously solitaire is a big part of this movie. And I think once you see this movie, regardless of how you respond to it, this will make you think of solitaire anytime you play it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, what, what's your, what's the card game of your choice?
1: You know, if I have just a plain deck of cards, uh, I have played a lot of slapjack in my time. Good
0: one, good one,
1: yeah. Um, There's a game of spoons in my family that grew, Mm. I hate to say violent after we've talked about a movie where we watch people being (laughs) shot. I want to be clear, it was not that. (laughs) Um, But my aunt did climb on top of my large father to try to get a spoon from him. Um so that's big in the family lore.
0: Yeah, that's world. yeah, that's certainly <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always I've always enjoyed playing hearts and uh, yeah. spades. You know, of course, uh, we're a big we're a big game family, mm-hmm. um, and so I always forget about the simplicity of a card game. Though you know, it's I know it's trendy to always, especially around Christmas time, to buy the these cool new games. But I mean, you have a g- good game of spoons going on, and that can you know, yeah, that, that's plenty of that's plenty of entertainment. So it is, it absolutely yeah. is. Kind of a recap of this. Of this movie, it's a movie I really think that people should take the time uh to check out and see mm-hmm. not not mm-hmm. just because it it says a lot, I think about you know not just our times but just America in general and how we you know lift certain political leaders up <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason uh not to see it again necessarily to instill fear or paranoia, but I do think it's important to see in the sense of like you know, to take a deeper look into what's presented to you. Um, So, Mm -hmm. and that's always the case, right? And I think regardless if you uh, agree with what the said person is saying or disagree, I think it's always worth taking a deeper look into what they're saying. Absolutely. Uh, And so I know it seems like a fever dream, uh, so to speak, you know, Mm -hmm. calling back to the nightmares that (laughs) they wake up from. But, you know, I think especially since, you know not necessarily brainwashing is played off in current times but you know i it, it's sad to say that i feel like this movie like predicted a lot of things <laughs> in a certain way
1: it it's timeless in a lot of ways the the conflict of um blindly following a leader mm-hmm. you know is universal um i don't know that society will ever be over that because we want someone to just Handle that stuff for us, mm-hmm. um, and taking control takes time, and studying takes time, and voting takes time, but it's vital.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, we didn't we didn't talk about it too much, um, but I, I meant to hit on just I, I really liked. Lawrence Harvey's uh, performance here as Raymond Shaw because mm-hmm. I feel like the movie does a really good job of setting you up to not like him right <laughs> in a good way because he's like he's he's very uninteresting he's no fun uh but well, he's awesome. almost literally a zombie right right but I I like that um they not that they have to work hard for you to earn sympathy for him, but you realize how much of our systems, like, as you mentioned, um, you know, basically strip people of their personalities in a lot of way, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to go towards this, um, I'm going to go towards this slogan almost more so than being true to myself. Right. But, uh, right. I, uh, I don't know if I'm going too deep with that, but, uh, <laughs> um, oh,
1: we went deeper. We had, we had a moment, um, And I wrote it down. I thought, Oh God, that sounds, I won't say that. I'm going to say it now, joking about how deep I was that, you know, you can control who gets shot because you vote. And, but I mean, there's, there's a degree of truth to that, Mm -hmm. you know, that when you talk about Shaw shooting the presidential candidate or his family, you know, he makes that decision.
0: Yeah. And um, it is, I I hate to say like, interesting when you, you, you know, lump this in to this that this came out. You know, uh, a couple months before uh, JFK was assassinated, mm-hmm. and it's hard not to think about. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not one to always go to like, like how art like <laughs> influences people to do such acts, but it is interesting because at that time, especially, I mean, this movie I think is shocking now, yeah. uh, so I can't imagine how it played out played out in the early 60s and also there's wasn't as much entertainment that goes around so there couldn't have been that many movies playing in the time and Mm -hmm. so anyway uh it is a little frightening that the you know this movie and that major event in our america's history occurred (laughs) at the same time yeah and some of the uh uh, looking to the research of it all is there was always a rumor that this movie got like pulled from theaters and stuff and it yes. did it, but it did sound like Sinatra did like pull back a little bit uh, showcasing it a lot, which I can totally understand uh, yeah. from a respect um, <laughs> perspective, like for sure. But their
1: imagery at the end could be very shocking given given what America saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah!
0: For sure. And especially um, the news. I mean, obviously we didn't we weren't around at that time to know what was shown like uh, like actually on TV and stuff. But a lot of what happened, that was probably a lot more brutality than people were ever used to seeing on their television uh, screens and stuff. And so uh, it's it's an interesting correlation and maybe how the movie. Uh, was forgotten for a little, you know, a little bit of time Mm -hmm. and stuff. So Mm -hmm. anyway, but, um, well, uh, maybe, maybe next time I have you on, we won't, uh, I won't throw you into a movie about assassination. So.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm open. I'm I'm your gal for coal miners daughter, but at the same time I can, I can take in something new.
0: You know, I, I, I've actually never seen coal miners daughter.
1: Oh, I can host that episode. Just bring oh, me Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that you know, here's
1: the thing. There's there's a canon of movies. My husband and I have both talked about this and we didn't know each other in 1982, but it seems that there were only so many movies that were on HBO in 1982. Yeah. And so if you talk to people my age in their early 50s about, you know, why do we all know the elephant man so well? Why do we all know coal miner's daughter so well? <laughs> Like the, there are probably four or five movies that I saw way too many times.
0: <laughs> no, uh, uh, one of my favorite podcasts and kind of almost an inspiration for this podcast, The Rewatchables. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the hosts of it is Bill Simmons. And he uh, he talks a lot about it. he grew up with H- the advent of HBO. And he yeah. talks a lot about what the movies that they cover is just the fact that they were the same movie, but replayed like all the time. All and, the time. Yeah. And I mean, you, there might've been some kind of video rental place, but you know, you just didn't, it wasn't just as accessible to rent and watch something. So right. you watch, you watch these movies like all the time. Right. <laughs> so, I was
1: 11. I couldn't drive. Yeah. And so, you know, it was just on. Yeah. And that, Man, all the time.
0: I don't know how much this plays off a of Cole Miner's daughter, but the next movie we're going to talk about next week is, the Bodyguard, uh, the 1990, 1992 film, which starred Whitney Houston and yes. Kevin Costner. Uh, I know it's a fictional film, not based on somebody, but you know, kind of, Hey, you know, a movie that has maybe might be known more for its soundtrack <laughs> than the movie itself. But, uh, it's, it's a movie I actually haven't seen and it's turning 30 and I thought this was a good chance to watch it. So we'll be covering that next week. What, what's your, uh, do you have a relationship to that movie? Oh
1: yeah. I, uh, I, stopped studying for a final uh, in college. Yes, <laughs> that's how old I am. Uh, one of my roommates and I went to see it together. And as I recall, I think you are a little bit better remembering the soundtrack. Um, <laughs> I, I said, when you comment, you you showed something about it on Facebook and I commented, I really wonder if it will hold up. There are some things, I don't know. It's, it's a very old-fashioned relationship between the two of them um yeah, yeah very i'm your well it's called the bodyguard there um very i'm your protector and so i just wonder again what my 2022 eyes uh would say about it so i'm curious to see what you take away
0: well uh thanks for taking time i know you're yeah. you're you're in the midst of life right now so i appreciate you coming on
1: It was good. It was a good distraction. It was a good movie. So I appreciate you calling it to my attention.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, have a good evening.
1: All right. You too. Thanks. Yeah. bye. Bye. Bye.